I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi again. I'm Joe Connolly from WCBS with producer Neil A. Caruso. And we hope you find these videos useful and interesting. We do a new one every week. On this one, you are going to meet a business owner who we think is probably in a very lucrative sweet spot because Joe Schomburg of Viking Equipment is installing the technology and the equipment for charging EVs. What a growth business. Joe, how's yes. business? What's going on out there regarding EVs? Tell us. Well, it's very exciting. I mean, lots of new stuff coming, lots of new stuff already here. It's a great business, and I'm doing my best to help my customers get ready for the tidal wave of electric vehicles that we see coming right around the corner. Yeah, how soon? Next year or two? I know it's already hit that 5% adoption level you just see it growing, do you? I sure do. See, um, I get uh, I subscribe to Automotive News, which is an industry um, uh, magazine that tells everything that's coming. And one of the things I get a little peek into with that is I can see what's coming in the pipeline, manufacturer by manufacturer. So I know what cars they're planning on introducing, what cars they're planning on updating. And I can tell you, absolutely every single manufacturer has huge plans to introduce new evs in the next year two years three years by 2025 you'll have well over 100 cars to choose from wow now what do you put in and where do you put it joe for chargers Charger. what you're, for chargers so interesting there's basically three categories of chargers you've got level one level two and level three chargers a level one charger is a 110 volt it'll plug right into your wall at your house um, and it charges but very slowly um, literally more than a day to charge a typical battery it's fine if what you're doing is just driving around town and you want to charge back up overnight that will work for you but if you're driving long distances and you're going to empty your battery and need to recharge, you're going to need more than that. So a level two charger would be a 220 volt charger, and that will charge in hours rather than a day. So that's a beautiful charger. 
um, for an overnight charge or a charge while you're working at the office. It works great for that. Um, now, level three chargers are essentially going to take the place of gas stations. Um, a level three charger would be, I'm driving down the road, i running out of charge, and now I need to fill back up in a very short amount of time. And a level three charger can charge a car depending on the car, depending on the battery. Um, but a level three charger will charge it in 10 to 15 to 20 minutes as opposed to hours. And you are installing these in, are you installing them in homes at convenience stores and at automobile dealerships, all three of those places? Yes, definitely. So you need to, um, you need to change your thinking when you're thinking about electric vehicles and refueling an electric vehicle versus refueling a, a gasoline-powered vehicle. For obvious reasons, you can't store gasoline at your place of employment or at your house to, to fill your car up, so you have to go to a gas station. That's not the way it's going to be with EVs. Um, the vast, vast majority of the charging is going to be at your house. You're going to come home at the end of the day. You're going to plug your car in. And in the morning, it's fully charged and ready to go. I'm afraid um, to ask, what does a level three charger cost for a home? You mean a level two charger? Or, or, or level two, yeah, or both. Or yeah, you won't put a, a, a level three charger is essentially a gas station. Okay, so, so a level two. A level two charger is very reasonable, uh, four or $500. Wow. Um, you'll have to have your electrician install it, and that will cost extra. But there are, um, depending on what state you live in, there are incentives both from the federal government and from your electric company to put these chargers in that can cover the cost, either all of or part of the cost to uh, purchase the charger and all of or part of the cost to install the charger. It's great to be talking to somebody who's behind these charging stations that we're starting to see. This is very interesting. One more question before Neil asks some questions. And I don't know if you can answer this, but how are the ways that life and business are going to change in the next five years as this adoption really starts to take off? Can you guess or can you predict? Well, I would say this, um, that whole paradigm of I go to the gas station to fill my car doesn't need to happen anymore. It's not a hazardous substance. You could just as easily charge at your local coffee shop or at your grocery store as you could at a gas station. Now, gas stations, for obvious reasons, they're not looking to have you take your car somewhere else. So they're going to have level three chargers for quick charging as well in order to keep your business to come in for soda and coffee and whatever. But I think you're going to have a lot of options for charging. And it'll be interesting to see what new products and services gas station and gas station-like businesses add as we go ahead here. Neil. Joe. You know, I wonder, will the country be able to handle this rapid adoption uh, from an infrastructure standpoint here in the Northeast? We heard it's, it's a little bit more challenging, especially in our in our area. Um, walk us through kind of is this feasible that this is going to happen in the next 
you know, five to 10 years? I believe so. Um, I believe, as I, as I think I said, the, the vast majority of the charging is going to be overnight charging at your home. Um, I personally own an EV. Um, for the month of uh, August, I drove it exclusively. I had exactly one time that I visited a fast charger, a level three charger. Other than that, all of my charging was either at home or I have a charger at work and I charge it at work. And it's simply when I pull in, I plug in. And then when I leave, I unplug and it's ready for me again. I feel like this is going to be like plugging your phone in at night. Make sure you plug exactly. it in so you don't wake exactly. up with a good battery. Don't um, forget to plug your phone in. Don't forget to plug your car in. Yeah, right? chuck it in at night too. Um, can the power grid handle this? Um, well, part of the infrastructure bill that just passed through Congress included money to update the grid. Mm -hmm. So today, probably not in its entirety, but yes, that's the plan. Everybody is heading towards a grid that can handle us charging. When you look at those level three chargers, those are DC chargers. So they're not pulling off the grid live. They're actually, it's a battery based charger that is moving the power across um, to yours. So it doesn't have to fully hit the grid for that all at once. Interesting. And before I get give it back to Joe, I'm curious about dealerships too, because you know, they're just coming out of, uh, you know, a chip shortage problem, manufacturing issues. Are these car companies and car dealerships prepared as well? And, and how are you working with them uh, to make sure that they have the capabilities for uh, this, you know, EV adoption? That's a great question. Um, and that's really the focus of my world is um, my customers are primarily car dealers and other automotive repair shops. And I'm doing a lot to help them prepare, not just for tomorrow when they get one EV, but for the next five and 10 years when their business shifts in a big way towards EVs. Um, at the same time, my customers are going to be doing less business in things like oil changes. There's no oil change, there's no exhaust, so I don't have to design and install exhaust systems for electric cars. Now it's not all happening at once, but they need special lifts to lift an electric car so that you could get the battery out of the bottom. They need um, special tables to handle those batteries. They're going to need to be able to charge the cars when the cars are in their shop in order to work on different problems. So there'll be charging stations in the shop, outside the shop, um, you know, on the walls or whatever in the drive through, if they decide to do a quick charge, they might put a level three charger in. So there's an awful lot that my customers need to think of now. This is amazing. Joe, how are you as a business owner handling this booming demand ahead of you? Well, the first thing is to be aware of it and to make my customers to be aware of it. One of the things that I try to do is shop for them to try to find the best products, the most dependable products from the best manufacturers in order to make sure that a solution that I sell them 
doesn't um, become obsolete overnight. So I am living and breathing this. I mean, that truly, that's the reason I bought an EV for myself was so that I could begin to experience EV driving and um, see what kind of problems and, and situations arise that my customers are going to need to deal with. Are you able to hire? Are you hiring? Are you able to find people? That's a challenge. <laughs> I think that's a challenge for everyone. Um, for sure, my um, uh, cost of labor has gone up. Um, you need to pay people to get the people that you're looking for. And not having, um, not being able to do the work really is not an, a, an acceptable answer for my customers. So, um, yes, we're finding fine people. Are you hiring electricians? Are you hiring out of trade schools? Where are you finding people? We're hiring. Um, we're we're typically using um, some of the online services to um, help us find people. Um, I'm not sure if I can say like Indeed, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of thing where where we try to find people. I have not hired electricians. We've been subcontracting that work out. Um, in most cases, my customers, the car dealers, have an electrician that they work with. Neil. Yeah, so, you know, labor issues, challenges of kind of getting the shop under control. I wonder all these changes in the last two years, um, you know, how have you, how, how has your business changed and how have you been able to manage to keep your head above water at the same time? Wow, well, we've been... Um, knock on wood, we've been exceptionally busy. Um, a lot of the car companies have strongly encouraged their um, franchisees to build them new facilities and new dealerships. That is a specialty of ours. So we get involved right from the blueprints and redesigning a lot of the service department based on what we see um, we work very closely with the architect, very closely with the general contractor as new facilities are built. And then um, we do the entire uh, installation and supply of all of the equipment, whether that's lubrication or compressed air or exhaust, lifts, as you know, um, pretty much everything that's out in the shop. Will hybrids continue to be popular uh, or do you think that will pretty quickly go to all EV power. Yes, but I personally, I feel hybrids will um, phase out and will move more directly into uh, battery electric vehicles. And the, the biggest issue is this range anxiety that people need to overcome. They need to understand that a battery um, electric vehicle is actually got a lot of advantages to your lifestyle. I mean, uh, it, it's funny because I started to drive my gas car again this month um, to compare it. And this week I've been to the gas station three times. Um, I do a lot of driving, but last month when I had the, the electric vehicle, I'd only gone to what was essentially a gas station once the entire month. Um, so while people think battery electric vehicles will be um, very inconvenient, I find just the opposite. The gas vehicle is 
inconvenient. Uh, the battery vehicles are great. What if would you drive the EV to Maine now and back? Sure, could. sure, you could. I absolutely. There's um, I, I shared. Uh, um, there's a bunch of different websites out there and apps for your phone. Um, one is called PlugShare that I use, and be, I use it because it goes across all of the different uh, people who are supplying power, and it will tell you by type of charger. Um, where they are and you can even there's other apps that allow you to plan a trip and I might want to visit my grandchildren in Maryland and I can say I'd like to arrive there with a half charged battery it will then give me a path from my house to Maryland um, and and have me stop conveniently at charging stations along the way so that I arrive with half a battery in Maryland are there enough charging stations through that route though that you could plug in and, and maintain a charge? There sure are. If you if you look at the major corridors like 95 and 91 and um, you know all of the major corridors, there are already chargers very conveniently located, usually in a rest area right on the highway. Hmm. Joe, you explain all of this better than the best news websites that i see uh we are going to have you back uh, sometime to to update on all of this uh and it, it's so interesting to hear you explain it and just what i think about as a business news reporter is that you got in on the ground floor of this if i understand correctly by just following your current customers because you were already supplying them with lifts and tire changes and other heavy equipment and this whole new ball game arrived and, and you made the right turn right into it keep up or, or get out of business because you know it it is absolutely the same way it's going to affect my customers business and that they're not going to do oil changes anymore i can't sell them the equipment to do oil changes anymore so i need to grow where they're going to grow and and that's my plan so much uh thank you so much for talking with us joe schomberg of viking equipment also known as your answer to the future of your car we'll talk to wow. you again joe thanks thank you joe thank you neil we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.